we are the one, two, three, sore losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. That's why I run this show, and I bring you the sports knowledge and opinions. My name is Eddie. I know the least about sports, but um, I am very opinionated on my uh, on my opinions, and uh, I'm strongly believe on the things that I don't know anything about, and that's um, sports. We try to start this show, the podcast, with a little game. Sometimes we forget, sometimes we don't. But today I got one, and you're going to be like, what in the world kind of question is this? Is this the would you rather game? Yeah, would you rather. Would you rather be an alcoholic? What? Or a drug addict? <laughs> this is the worst game ever. Can I pick none of the above? No. No. I have to pick one of these yes, things? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know why I came up with this game yeah. today. I just thought about it, and I was like, man, I wonder wonder which one you would rather be. No, no, no. Break it down. Break it down. You were what? Driving in the car earlier? Early I was this driving morning? in the car, and I was just thinking about these athletes that get suspended for drug use, and then some of them have addiction problems, and some are, and then you see alcoholics, and I was like, hmm, which one would you rather be? Just that's it. That's the only reason I came up with it. Oof. Nothing. I mean, there's no scientific reason why I came up with this game. Okay. I mean, if I had to pick one, just because alcohol is legal, um, I guess I'd be an alcoholic. I mean, both of them are tough. Yeah, they're both tough to stop and and uh, fix the issue. Coach, I don't know. Alcoholic, I guess. I don't know. Bad game. <laughs> it's a terrible game. You? Oh, alcoholic, easily. It's more socially acceptable. But, I mean, are you counting marijuana as drugs? No, I don't. I, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think you can be addicted to marijuana. Yeah, that's what I hear, but. Yeah, so I don't. Huh. That's you, just me. You can get addicted to cocaine. I guess you can get addicted to cocaine. So would I rather be a cocaine addict or an alcoholic? <laughs> the weirdest game ever. I know. I, 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 I understand. Know. We can move on. I yeah. just, I, I really, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I was just thinking of something. I was like, man, I wish one. I just thought it was more socially acceptable to be an alcoholic. So that's why I would choose that option. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that. Like, like if you had buddies who were alcoholics, you'd be like, oh, man, my buddy's an alcoholic, whatever. Yeah. You don't ever go, man, my buddy's a drug, drug addict. addict. You don't talk about that. No, you, don't. you sweep that under the rug. You just be like, oh, you know, he's not doing too well. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Coach. Good Very game. Very interesting. Yeah, good game, game over. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Let's not be awkward or anything. So Le'Veon Bell is still not reported, okay? Yeah. And I don't know, James Harrison, the former linebacker for the Steelers, came out and said, look, if I was Le'Veon Bell, I would wait until he has to report, which is like November 13th. Yeah. He said, then I would show up, and I'd make sure I'd take care of myself. So he goes, I'd give him everything I got in practice, and then Saturday – Oh, man, something doesn't feel like I'm right in my leg. I don't know. I can't play tomorrow. Ooh. So he is saying Le'Veon Bell, should, when he comes back, fake an injury and just sit on the sideline, get credit for that season, become a free agent. Wow. Do you think James Harrison is speaking for the rest of the Steelers? No, no, you no. You don't think they all think this way? No, they want him to play because they, they, they think he improves their team and gives them a better chance to mm. win the Super Bowl. He is a former player, so he is just saying what he would do to protect his financial future. And so it's interesting a former player would, would think that way. Right. So that makes me think when I hear this, I'm like, so how often do these players fake injuries? Because they're so competitive and a lot of them get out there on bum knees, ankles, arms, elbows, whatever. And then he is sitting here openly saying, 
fake an injury so you get just to sit on the sideline. Yeah, like it's possible. Like we've done it for years, fake an injury. Like I'm, I'll be honest with you, every time I see turf toe as an injury, fake injury in my mind. Yeah, I don't really understand turf toe. I don't know but what that is. But they say it is so painful. So, so what do they say? What is it? I don't know. It's like a pain in your toe. I figure it's like when you're walking to the kitchen and you accidentally, accidentally stub your toe on like the, the chair. That's it? Just a stub toe? Yeah, that's what I think. And yeah. it's like, ah, turf toe, I'm out. I can't, I can't walk. The one injury I used to say, oh, you big sissies, what are you doing? Get out there and play. Come on, you're grown men. Was back spasms. Yeah, I mean, okay. So your back hurts. Right. I was like, Get yourself a sleep number. I kept saying, why can you not play with back spasms? Like, it can't hurt that bad. So you're picturing the back spasm like, uh, like um, just a like twitch? A little, well, yeah, just like a little pain in your back or whatever. Like, oh, ow, that was uncomfortable. Or like a bruise. Or like sometimes when your arm is moving, like, you know, the muscle yeah. in your arm is twitching. Sometimes your eyelid does it when you don't get sleep. Exactly. That's what I imagined. And then a few years ago, I got neck spasms, and I have never been in more pain in my life. What I, is it? Describe it. It is... Like, I could not even turn my head right or left, and I go to the doctor. Like, it started at work one morning, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the doctor. And they said, oh, you have neck spasms. I'll give you some pain pills. So I give me some pain pills. I go home. What kind of pain pills? Good stuff? Well, supposedly good stuff. Okay. And I go home, and I sat on the couch watching TV, and I was in so much pain, even after taking the pain pills. I could, I mean, I wanted to cry. It hurt so Bad. Like you couldn't move your neck? I couldn't move my neck. I couldn't get comfortable. I could. I had to get, you know, kind of slouch on the couch. It was just a certain angle. I missed work for two days. Dang. I sat there and I wanted to cry. At one point, I started pulling my hair because it felt better to pull my hair than it took the pain away from the next spasm. Yeah, you're distracting your pain. You're- yes, distracting it. So finally, later that night, I was like, these pain pills are not strong enough. I got to go to the emergency room. So I went to the hospital ER and said, look, I think I was misdiagnosed. I am in some terrible pain. And they gave me some strong, good stuff, strong, good stuff. Cezurup. No, like hydrocodone. Oh, yeah. That's what's, that's what's in Cezurup. Oh, is it really? I think so. That's what I hear. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, this is incredible. And I will never judge an athlete again when they say they're out with back spasms or whatever. I totally get it. You are paralyzed. You can't move. Okay. So if you hear back spasms, that is a legit injury. Take it seriously. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. When I was watching the World Cup and these soccer players would get hurt, you know, and then the the, the trainer would come out and get this little spray paint can. Oh, yeah, yeah, the spray. And they, they would spray it. It's like white chalk or something all over their leg. They'd be squeezing their leg like, oh, man, man, my leg. I got a Charlie horse. I got a Charlie horse. They bust out the little spray can. They spray it, and everything's okay. Right. What is that spray? I don't know. And why don't we have it? I think it's just uh, maybe it numbs it, like freezes that little section. So like, why can't, like why icy can't, hot. Why can't I go to Walgreens and buy that spray? Like, do you understand how awesome that spray would be? Like, again, I'm walking to the kitchen, and I stub my toe on the, the kitchen counter, uh, and then boom, like I just bust out my spray. I spray my turf toe, and we're all good. Yeah, you can buy it. You can? What's yeah. it called? Tap Magic 12 aerosol? I don't know. What is the World Cup Magic Spray? If you Google that. Tap Magic 12. Yeah. That looks like just the super cure for everything. Yeah. Because these dudes look like they're dying, and they're like rolling around, grabbing their ankle, and then the dude comes out with a spray, and then they're up. Skin refrigerants are easy to order online. A few bucks will get you a small can of Demithidol coolant cold spray. Nailed it. 
Yeah. Okay. I think, but, but I don't think it's really anything. It's just those guys are going down to fake an injury to buy time. They're wasting time. And so they bring the trainer out. Oh, they spray that. Oh, what do you know? I'm better. It's not really a real. Usually that's not a real injury. What? Yeah. Soccer players fake injuries like that all the time? All the time. Like how, what percentage? <sighs> a lot. I, I don't know about I. I they like, over-exaggerate everything. Well, yeah, I see. I can because see that. I had a, a dude on my high school soccer team, Carlos, and he would always roll around like they do in the World Cup. He gets touched, and he goes flying. <laughs> ah! Ah! And he's rolling back and forth, right? So we were playing our senior year, and he goes down. He starts rolling around, and people in the crowd are like, oh, and I turn around. I was like, he's fine. He's faking it. He was out two months with a hurt ankle. Oh, see? But see, and he, you were judging Carlos. No, Carlos was the boy who cried wolf. Sure. He kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, so I assume he's faking it. It's called flopping. It's part of the game, right? Yeah, he's taking a dive. Yeah. No, it's not. I, I hate it. What do you mean? I hate it. Do you, you hate when Mono Ginobili did it? No, Mono Ginobili didn't do that. Ever. Yes, he did. Mono Ginobili did it all the time. Yes, I hate it when the NBA does it. I hate. Yes, I hate flopping in the NBA. <laughs> it is so annoying. I hate flopping. What, just in the NBA? What about in soccer? Oh, soccer too. I hate it. It's okay. so annoying to watch because someone doesn't even touch them and they go down. Oh, oh, and they roll around because they're trying to draw a yellow card or yeah. a red card yeah, for the yeah. other team. And I enter, it's part of the strategy. I get it, but it makes it hard to watch sometimes. Well, buddy, I hate to tell you, flopping's made its way into the NFL too. Oh, it does do that. I mean, they do we're do starting that. to see a lot more of that. Well, I don't know about a lot more. <laughs> I think I think so. I mean, I, I, we'll see like hits or whatever, and they're the ones where you can see like, okay, wow, like that's bad. The stretcher comes out, but there, there's some that I've seen where it's like, not come on, you're killing time, obviously. Well, no, trying to save that time out. No, 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 no. Oh. No, I think they get cramps in their leg or you know something. They limp off the field because they have to go out for a play. In the NFL, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, they go out for that plan, and they come back, and they're like 100% again. Well, it's just, you get I'm a not sti- buying it. You get a stinger sometimes. You get hit, and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, you got to rub it out, or you get the wind knocked out and of you. And they're on all fours like, oh, God, I can't breathe. Have I you ever got breathe. the wind knocked out of you? Yeah, that, yeah I have. And that's have. what I'm saying. I think that, happens, that has to happen a lot in football. I never played football, but, ah! I don't know, maybe. Yeah, and the, well, I, the only flopping you see is kind of when they have those scrums, and they're kind of there, and some guy barely pushes one guy, and he ah, he jumps backwards in football and falls down. And he tries to draw. What do you mean by scrums? Like there's little fight, little scuffles after oh, the play. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got yeah. you. I got you. You yeah. never heard of a scrum? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I never a heard scrap, that. A scrap, I guess you would call it, but a, a, a little fight. Yeah, a little fight. You're right, though. That's that's to drag the, to draw the foul. Yes, they yeah. want to draw that 15 yard penalty. Yeah. Well, quarterbacks do it all the time too when they feel like they get touched after a pass and they like fall over and like, oh, he hurt me. And then he looks at the ref like, dude, what? Where's the flag? Oh, he yells at him. Like yeah. Philip Rivers is really good at yelling at the ref that's, too. That's all he does. No, he's good, but he yells a lot. He does yell a lot. My problem now, with Philip Philip Rivers though is that it's never his fault though. Do you ever see that? Like even when he throws a bad pass, it's never his fault. Well, it's never anybody, any quarterback's fault. What do you mean? What they always it? blame the receiver for running the wrong route. or They do, but I see Phillip Rivers doing it a lot. And he's the quarterback for the Chargers. Right. But I don't know. I feel like he's always mad. Or, or, or maybe he maybe he voices his opinion to the receiver more than anyone else. Yeah, he just does it out in public. He lets them know. He doesn't hide it. I think, but I, honestly, I do think a lot of the times it's mostly, it's mostly the receiver's fault. They run the wrong route. And that's why quarterbacks get mad. I don't think you and I can sit here and say that. We I do. We don't know. Why don't we know? Look, Ray just showed up. Oh, what do you know? That's <laughs> all right. 
Uh, but anyway, I I don't know. It, it's yes, Philip Rivers does yell at his receivers, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine because okay. they they got to be held accountable. Okay. Do you have I, a problem with him yelling at the receivers? No, I just feel like he th- never thinks it's his fault. Like like every time. I mean, if if I see other quarterbacks, they'll the play doesn't work out the way they want it to. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know what play they were running. And sometimes the throw's bad, or it looks like there was a miscommunication, or and, they didn't see a defender standing right there and they throw it right to him. Sure. And quarterbacks, a lot of the quarterbacks don't even address it. They're just like, come on, moving on. Let's go, go. Next play, next play. Philip Rivers always looks at him, and be like, dude, what? Where were you? Hands up in the air. What was that? Yeah, and he shows like he shows what yeah shows route what he, route he should have been running. he should have been running. <laughs> so, so that dumb. tells me the receiver ran the wrong route. <laughs> yeah, or or it's never Philip Rivers' fault. Okay, yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Kelly Bryant, the uh, quarter starting quarterback for Clemson. Yeah, no longer after being sixteen and two, leading them to the college football playoff last year. He's out as starting quarterback, and guess what? He's moving right. He's transferring. He gone. Yeah. He said he's where's done, he going? He doesn't know yet. He hadn't announced, but he said he'll have because he's only played four games this year, and so he's able to redshirt and have a year of eligibility left. And he said, "I waited my turn. I did everything I was supposed to do. I did nothing to get demo- to yeah. get that starting yeah. job taken away from me. It feels like a slap in the face. I'm out." What does he mean? He did nothing. He got outperformed. Exactly. That's what he's not getting. He's saying he didn't do anything to lose the job. My thing is, you did nothing to keep the job. Wow. That is what you need to be looking at. You were fine, but he was better. 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 His mm-hmm. stats were better. He threw for more touchdowns. He led the offense, a more dynamic offense. He made the offense more explosive. Sort of like Tua down at Alabama. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. was like 26-2 and two as a starter. Great. But you're more dynamic with Tua at quarterback. So that means two quarterbacks that led their team to the Final Four of football, the college football playoff last year, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant, both going to transfer, both benched for underclassmen that can throw the ball. So listen, you high school quarterbacks, if all you can do is run it, you better start throwing it because you ain't going to last. Yeah, you need to know how to throw the ball. Yeah. J- that, that This story reminded me straight up, Jalen Hurts. Has he, has he announced that he's transferring already too? He said he will. I, I He hasn't announced, but he's going to transfer because – He's only played four games this season, which means he can transfer. Right. And he's not going to play next year because Tua is there, so he's not staying at Alabama. What do you mean he can transfer? When's the cutoff? Four games. Four games, okay. Yeah, if you play, you can only play in four games the entire season, and you get to still redshirt. If you play more than four games, then you're out. That's why, I'm once again, I'm going to give Dabo Sweeney credit. He could have kept Kelly Bryant there, let him play a couple more games, and that way he couldn't redshirt. That way you have a good backup quarterback with experience just in case your new starter gets hurt. But instead, he's but instead, giving this kid a, a chance to go prove himself again he's with saying, another team. Yes, he's saying, you know what? I respect you enough. You did enough, You did what you were did for this program, what we asked you. And I'm going to be man enough as a coach to tell you, you're out after four games. That way you still have eligibility left and you can go continue your career somewhere else for if da- you want to. For Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson, if this freshman kid gets hurt, Who's his backup? Like, uh, is that a big risk? That's a big risk. It's a big risk. Huge risk. Someone so that you really think he's doing it from the bottom of his heart. I really do. I really, or else he wouldn't do it. He could be a jerk and not tell the kid and keep him in the starter for one more game. All he has to do is start one more game, play one play in the next game, mm-hmm. and he can't redshirt. But that that tells me from the bottom of his heart, he 
he cares about the kid and says, hey, over the goodness of this team, I'm going to let you go. So he could so he could leave and then play for another team next week? Next year. Next year. He's got to ne- wait the year out. Yeah, he's got to wait the year out. He's not going to just transfer midseason. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. But don't you think – that tells me he's doing what's right for the kid. I see that. I've, I've never seen it in that angle before. And that's, what, and that's why I gave Nick Saban credit when he announced that Tua was going to be the starter finally and yeah. said – that way Jalen Hurts can go somewhere else and not waste another year of eligibility. That makes sense to me now because when you said it, I had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, and I like and I wish more and I wish more kids. I, I don't understand kids that don't transfer. Like, I know you're supposed to, oh, fight it out, try to win the starting position. But after a year of you not playing and you not starting and all the you're just gonna sit the bench your whole career. Yeah. Transfer, but maybe people want to play at Alabama or Clemson, ride the bench instead of going to East Carolina and okay. playing. Okay, but sometimes that's where the good players go, and that's where they can show their ability. And then people see them, and the next thing you know, they get picked up by the NFL. And but that's next- what I'm saying. If they're on the bench, they ain't showing nothing. Right. So why not transfer to East Carolina or, or Troy or? Ooh, I'm with you. The name has no idea. The the university you're with, whatever. If you're a starting quarter, quarterback for Alabama, cool. That's that's awesome. Right. But, but if, if you're the third string quarterback for Alabama, why yeah. don't you transfer? Go to a small school. Go to Division Two. Be but the maybe, big fish in the little pond. But maybe they want to just be on scholarship at a big school, and they don't really want to go play football. Maybe they they don't plan on going to the NFL. Yeah. So. They're okay with just going to practice, not playing in the games, and being part of the environment. Totally cool. Sort of like I'm a big Kansas basketball fan or Duke or one of these blue butts, Kentucky. Some of these players on the end of the bench, I feel like they could go to a smaller school and play, but they just want to be at the big school because they know basketball is not their future. Mm. But it could be their future if they went to a smaller school and shined. No, but they think it's not. They don't don't believe it. Not in their mind. Right, not in their mind. They, They know that they're limited. And so they just stay. But yeah, so props to Dabo Sweeney for letting Kelly Bryant know, hey, you're not the starter. Move on with your life. Let's go somewhere else. That's crazy, man. And this other kid, the long-haired blonde kid, he's a Sunshine, freshman. yeah. That's his name, Sunshine? No. Sunshine is from Remember the Titan. Oh. We went over this yesterday. That's right. No, it was two days ago, was it? No, it was yesterday. Was it? Yeah, I remember you were going to watch Remember the Titans. It's been a long week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did say that. I, I will watch it yeah. for sure. Hey, sunshine. And, and somebody helped me out. That movie that I was thinking about, the other yeah. movie about racism, it was the. It's uh, called The Express. Yeah, about Jim Brown. Jim Brown and who else? Um, I don't know. I saw the tweet, but I don't remember. Yeah, it was a good movie. That's yeah. the one I was thinking about. Uh, and did you see LeBron James yesterday? No, I didn't see Media it. Media Day, Lakers, NBA's back in full swing. And he said, listen, we are nowhere near the Warriors. Well, yeah. Why? Oh, no, no, no. What do you mean? He's just saying that. No, he's not. He is. No. So you think he really deep down believes that he's not? the Lakers aren't as good as the Warriors? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think he does because the Warriors are great. The Warriors are solid. They're a solid team. They've been a solid team. These guys are all like they don't know each other. I mean, they, they, they're figuring it out. I, I think he sees something. It's kind of like um, like what I was saying about the New York Giants. Like, New head coach, you know, like a bunch of changes in the offense. Like they not, they got to learn each other. They got to figure each other out. I think he's being honest and saying we got a lot of work to do. Maybe he's trying to throw his the rest of his teammates under the bus and tell try to send the message. Hey, publicly, I'm going to tell everyone that you're not where you need to be. That's that what I think. Is what is he? That is exactly what I think he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Because he would not sign there if he doesn't think they can compete with the Warriors. 
He that Oh is, yeah, I get that, yeah. That's his only goal is to compete with the Warriors and win NBA titles and he is not going there unless he can compete with the Warriors. So publicly, he's not going to go out there and praise these young guys and let them get a big head and say, "Hey, we're there." No, he is publicly going to say, "Hey, we're nowhere near them." But behind closed door, he's tell he's telling them, "Hey guys, we are right we there. Got this. We are good enough to beat the Warriors. If you will put the work in, we can beat the Warriors. If we come to play every night, every day, practice, 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 we can beat the Warriors. Publicly, oh man, we have no chance against the Warriors. They're just so good. They're a dynasty. LeBron James doesn't believe that for a second. I'm so glad you're bringing that up. Like we as viewers are always falling for what everyone says in the press. Guys, the reason they talk to the press is because they're sending a message. It may not be the honest message. It may not be the truth. No, sometimes, sometimes it, it is. is the truth. But I'm telling you, you cannot believe everything you hear. There's always a what a, an agenda, some kind of uh, message that these guys are trying to tell you, and that's why they're doing it publicly. And the only thing that we can know and speak for is what we've heard them say. We don't know what's really happening. So, Coach, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because – Every time they speak on a microphone and they know that we're listening, they're telling us whatever they want to feed us. Right. I, you're right. Coach, but do you think, another angle, do you think that LeBron is also sending a message to Golden State? No. And saying, We've, you, you got us, you got us, so just chill whenever you play us. Don't worry, don't work too hard, you got us. No, no. You what are you talking about? You don't think he's sending a message to them saying, hey, you don't have to work too hard with us. We're not even there yet. Trust me, we're not even going to be a contender this year. Just chill. No, he's not saying that at all. Oh, okay, okay. That has nothing. He's not trying to talk to the Warriors. Oh, okay. He is talking to his team. If he's trying to talk to the Warriors, he'll say something directly to the Warriors. What would he say? Like what? Hey, we're coming for you. Yeah, but he's... But he's trying to do the he's trying to do the the reverse jinx. He's trying to do the the, the reverse psychology. The reverse psychology. No, I do wish though in press conferences leading up to games, people would be more honest. No, they're not. They're, they'll never be. Never, never, I, never, never, never. That's what the media is for. I understand that, but I would wish that this would happen. Sort of like when these big college football teams or ba- college basketball or whatever they're playing the podunk team from you know. Middle Tennessee yeah. Community College versus yeah. Alabama or versus, you know, Why are you picking Stanford. Middle? What? Middle Tennessee Community, yeah, community College? College. Well, they, I mean, they've played Stanford before? That's not even a real school. Oh. Like, they always, the coach always goes, Yeah, we got to go look at film. You know, they're really dynamic on offense. <laughs> like, stop it. Just stop it. Just say, Hey, man. Okay. Okay. We, we, okay. You're, you're the head coach for Stanford and you're playing Middle Tennessee Community College. How would you want the coach to speak? Right? So, uh, coach, coach, what have you guys been um, uh, over here? Sorry, coach, coach, Sports yeah, Illustrated. Yeah, yeah, Sports uh, Illustrated. yeah. Garcia. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. Um, coach, uh, what have you been doing to prepare for uh, Middle uh, Tennessee State Community College? Uh, really nothing, man. We we figure we can just show up and beat them. We we're, we're really on looking at next week when we play uh, USC at the Coliseum. So we're just going to be very vanilla this week. We figuring we can go in there. Our athletes are better than theirs. They have no chance. We just we needed a cupcake before USC, and that's what they are. And so we're going to come. They're going to get paid a good handsome amount to come get their brains beat in by us. And then we'll move on to USC. Uh, coach, 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 over here, Boston Globe, Boston Globe. Yeah, Bob Ryan. Uh, coach, uh, qu- quick question about uh, the big game this weekend. Um, are you? Uh, what are you predicting the final score could be? 
oh, big game. You guys consider this a big game. We consider this just a scrimmage because it'll, it'll probably be 58-7. to seven. I mean, we may give up a touchdown if they get lucky. I don't know how. I don't see them scoring, but fluke things happen in college football, so they could get seven on us. Coach, Coach, New York Times, New York Times Sports. Yeah, Mike away. Lubica. Yeah, yeah, Mike here. Um, coach, uh, is there anything special that you've told your kids about the big game this weekend? What, what kind of uh, messages have you been sending to the, the kids about the game? Oh, I told them, listen, guys, this is like playing a middle school. Like they're not very good. They're gonna they're it's like beating up on your five year old brother when you're you're eighteen, nineteen years old. You don't have anything to worry about as long as you show up and you you put your helmet on and you put one step one foot in front of the other, uh, yeah. you're gonna beat this middle Tennessee community college. They got nothing. One we step just need, at a time. Yeah, we just gotta worry about uh, USC. All right, thank you. There you go. No more no All more right. questions, no more questions. Thank, thank you guys. guys. See you out it. on the field Saturday. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go Cardinal. That's wow. what I want it to be like. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That, that'd be great. It would be so much better and so much more entertaining. It's all a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's a tough week. you got to come to play every week. I understand upsets happen, but many, Middle Tennessee Community College does not beat Stanford if Stanford just shows up. I guess they have to be PC, huh? They have to. They have to. They have to just please they everyone. They have to. All the boosters, you know? They don't want to yeah. look bad in front of the boosters. Well, no, I, I think there's some boosters that want them to be a little cocky. Really? I want them to have swagger. Like, yeah, dude, they got no chance. We're going to beat them by 50. What up? That would be awesome. Yeah. No, Press I agree. Press conferences would be so much more fun. Ah, that'd be great to watch, too. And, that, and then ESPN would be fun to watch, to watch that kind of stuff. Because anytime some coach does some, says something dumb, it makes the, the, the headline. They play it over and over. But those headlines would be better. Yes. So much better. It's... N- they don't believe they're really going to lose, so just say it. But yeah. that's me. I and know. then uh, we've been getting a tweet from someone, and I said we would address it on the show. What they tweet say? us every day. What age is okay to allow a son to play contact football? Hmm. Oof. At what age would you let your son play tackle football? Okay. All right, let me break. Because I think her son is like five and wants to play tackle football. So I played peewee, you know, and I was probably... And you were a three-star recruit in high school. Correct. I played probably... I started playing tackle football when I was in fifth grade. So how old was I then? I don't I was know. 10. I was 10. So 10 years old is when I hold played... On, hold on, my dad's calling. Put him on speaker. Hello? Hello? Talking to, hello? talking to what up? right now. Not much. What are you doing? Uh, we're just doing the podcast. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. You got any? You got any hot sports takes that you want to give us right now? Um, Cardinals are sucking. No, the Cardinals are sucking, and the Cubs are sucking. The Brewers are now a half game out of first place in the NL Central. I need the Cardinals to step it up. Uh, Brewers are hot. I, my, the Brewers are my pick to are go to the. Really on the air? Yeah. yeah, the Brewers are my pick to go to the World Series out of the NL. They are just hot. Wow. But, By the way, did you see the comments I put on your Facebook last night? No, I haven't got on <laughs> Facebook yet today. What was it good? No. Well, I listened to some of the older shows. Yeah. When you're talking about the important coaches. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it keeps him healthy. Sort of an inside joke. Yeah, because my cousin was a strength and conditioning coach. He made it all the way to the AAA with the Angels. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, and then he quit. 
moved back home. He, you know, got a girlfriend and women ruin everything. And he gave That's up his career. That's why he quit. Yeah. That's it. That's Dang. why he quit. Like he quit because he was like, man, never felt this way about a chick before. So I'm gonna uh, give oh, it on up and move goodness. on home. And that's what he did. He had the life too. He was like helping Mike Trout stretch and everything. Yeah, he got Albert to Pujols. yeah, he got to rub his groin and wow. like, rub his buttocks and yeah, got to fly on that team plane. <laughs> Why would you rather have a girl than do that? Yeah, that's it. So toolbox. Tool- oh boy, toolbox! I got a question for you. What? I Eddie got a- has a question for you. Go ahead, Eddie. Hey, toolbox, right. toolbox. Anything that uh, I've said on the Sore Losers podcast that makes you uh, a little frustrated with me? Um, not as much as it's in the beginning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you think I'm getting better? Much worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all Love right. Love it. When you were when you were bringing up your wife talking to your quarterback, I'm like, goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> These guys are playing sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've talked trash their whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's. Oh man. The analogy was pretty bad. All right. Well, I'll call you when I'm done with this. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. There well, he is, old toolbox. That's my dad. He's a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, and he has been frustrated the past week because they've been on, in a slump. Coach, you should have asked him about the contact football. I, I'm still thinking oh, about it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm still thinking about it. I, coach, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm a, it's it's a scary – football is scary now. You're going to call him back? Yeah, I'll call him back. But go ahead. Football's scary, you know? I mean – But what message does it send to your kids that you watch it every week, but you would tell them, ah, sorry, you can't play? I, I, I don't think I could do that. If my son, who is now – 10 weeks old, came to me when he's five and said, hey, I want to play football. I would have to say yes. No, because for sure. I mean, I would not tell my kid no because if he really wanted to. I watch it every week, so I would be such a hypocrite no. if I – Yes. Watching something and saying no, you don't, you can't play it. Oh, yeah, son, I love this. I love this, but you can't play it. Well, that's like it's boxing. You want your kid to be a boxer too? If he wants to. Well, I get that if he wants to. If he asked me to – But there's no hypocrisy in letting him watch it and saying you can't play it. I disagree with you on that. Mm, I disagree with you on that, Because if you're going to watch it, it's okay to play no. it. It's <laughs> terrible. No, that's it. Hello? Okay, we got a question for you. We got a tweet from one of our listeners, and they want to know, at what age is it okay for the, her son to play contact football? You had two boys. You played football growing up. What age would you say is an appropriate age for kids to play tackle football? Yeah, it's yes. organized. It's like a league. Okay. Well, I would say middle school, but uh, I mean, they have flag football leagues now for younger kids, and that's probably what I would, you know, if they're younger than middle school. Yeah, you think it's it, it, once middle school hits, you can play tackle, but before that, you yeah, would go flag football. I, I mean, my kid would really have to love it, but. I mean, we played in the side yard all the time, so. Well, right. So did we growing up. We played in the ditch, but we didn't play organized. She she was asking what age she should let her son sign up for football because I think he's five and he wants to play football. No, I mean, if it's flag football or something like that, that's fine, but I wouldn't be uh, putting him 
helmets on. <laughs> I don't even know what they do at that age. Right, I have no idea. Oh my God. <laughs> Why, you think it's just, be scary. just dangerous? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we know more now than we knew back when I was good. I think that's what's probably wrong with me. Oh, it's, 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 well, yeah, you got too many hits to the head. head. <laughs> Do you think you had a lot of concussions playing football? Oh, I know I saw stars a few times. Yeah. And you just thought, no doubt about it. And you thought I you just got what it was then. Yeah. Tool, toolbox, when did you start playing? Uh, well, in Illinois, they didn't really have it in middle school. The Catholic uh, private schools did. And we knew a pretty cool priest, so he let us play, even though we weren't Catholic, didn't go to the Catholic school. <laughs> so it was junior high. They call it junior high there, not middle school. Right, right. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. We, we know this really cool priest. <laughs> he let us. He let us play. <laughs> oh, nothing like breaking the rules. Well, We're going to have to go back and take well, away that state championship. Well, let's, uh, let's put it this way. After a few years later, he left the priesthood and got married to a nun, so he was pretty cool. <laughs> all right Couldn't help himself that's funny all right i'll call you later all right all right bye okay so yeah now i'm with him too i mean like i guess i started playing at 10 but i don't really remember getting hit really hard when i was 10 i feel like it's kind of um it's kind of like people your size hitting you it's just not it doesn't it's not right, bad. but there, there has I, to be at least one kid usually that's bigger than everybody sure, and dominates. Sure, I just don't remember getting smacked that hard when I was ten. Junior high, middle school. Now I remember getting hit and it hurting, and like that—that that was a big. People were different sizes in middle school for sure because you're going through puberty and all that. So, um, yeah, I remember that, dude. I, this isn't a topic of would you let your kids play because that's a whole different so thing. So you say flag football early. I like flag, flag football, football early. They do have a lot of flag football leagues. But I, there's a park by my house, and I walk the dog and my kids, my kid, around there with the wife, and, man, they got those youngsters out there playing tackle football. And, I mean, I mean, they don't look like they're hitting very hard because they can't really move very fast. That's kind of like, my point. It looks like the equipment is too big for yeah, you know, yeah, way yeah. too big. So they're kind of just like waddling yeah. and they, ah, and they fall over. They're worried about keeping their head straight with their yes. helmet on. And they look like bobbleheads. Yes. Yes. And so, so, so I think young peewee football, like, do, have you ever watched Friday Night Tykes? Yeah, I used to watch it. Okay. See, so that's like, that's over the top. You know, like they're, they're teaching their kids to like, you know, hit certain ways and, and like, play really really competitive i don't like that i, I like getting your kid in, in some pads you know getting them to feel what it's like so i would say i would say you know peewee 10 is fine because they're not really going to get hurt at 10 um, although my friend isaiah his son broke his arm playing tackle football uh, how old? and he is nine so yes you can still get hurt at any age playing tackle football no matter what age you are but broken arm at nine is okay. I feel right. like that's kind of part of like when you're being eight years old. If you're playing tackle football, you can get seriously injured because you can fall wrong. Someone yeah. can hit you wrong. No matter what, you could hit someone wrong. But but what about concussions though? Because that's what we're really worried about, right? Yes. As an, I don't think an eight year old would know what a concussion is. I don't know they know how to diagnose. It. Like, oh, mom, my head hurts. It would just be like I have a headache. I don't know. They obviously they get concussions when they're that young. Because if you're knocking heads, boom, boom, boom. At eight years old, your brain is not developed. Your I don't even know if your skull is fully developed. If it's like, but it seems to me they would get concussions. Yeah. So. So what's your take? I guess middle school. I mean, my dad has been through it. He played football. I never played football, so I don't know. But 
I'll, I'll go with my dad's opinion and say middle school, but sign him up for flag football and – I like what he's saying about that. Like we know more things now than we ever have about those kind of injuries and their long-term effects. The fact that there is flag football, that's cool. They get to learn the techniques of football. They get to learn plays. plays. They get to learn how to, you know, be whatever position they're going to be in the future. Like it's same thing. And they don't have to hit each other. Um, but but you know there is an art to hitting and playing defense and tackling. That if say someone wants to be a defensive end, you know, in the future. And they want to get started early. They might have to play tackle football early. You know what I mean? But you don't really need to. If you're going to be an NFL talent, you you're can, born that way. Well, I would say you're born that way, and you can tell from an early age. Like Rico Gathers is a tight end for the Cowboys. He last played football in middle school. Okay, that's crazy. And he's in the NFL. Yeah. So that it tells you that he is just a superior athlete. You're going to know at a young age. 99% of the people at a young age, you're going to know who can be a professional athlete. There's going to be that 1% but, that just gets better as they age. Like there was a kid that I went to high school with. He's a year younger than me, Justin Ruggiano. He made it to Major League Baseball, and he played seven, eight years in the, in the pros. He was never the best player in high school. He just kept getting better and better and better and working and working and working and then ended up going to community or you know junior college. Then he went to A&M, got drafted late by the Dodgers, and then just worked his way up through the minor leagues. So there's exceptions to the rule. Yeah. But for the most part, Adrian Peterson, he didn't need to start playing football at five years old. He could have started in high school and he would be in the NFL. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah. You can tell he has it. Sure. Todd but, not, but not everyone's that lucky. Not what? everyone has that gift. So they've got to learn. But right, how that's to what I'm good. saying. 99% of them are not going to, you're not going to, only 1% are going to learn and make it. Right. 99% are just gifted athletes. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh, I was thinking the other way around. 1% are gifted athletes. No. The rest have to work hard no, to get there. No, no. I mean, the gifted athletes still have to work hard. They still, it takes a lot of work to become a professional athlete. Yeah. But. You know at a young age that you are good enough to be pro. Like, I, I grew up with no one that was good enough to be pro. Right. I don't think a lot. I think a lot of us grew up with people that weren't good enough to be pro. That's what I mean. When I, for example. Like, even our best, our best quarterback in high school, no chance of being pro. Malcolm Brown is a backup running back for the, Saint, or the Los Angeles Rams. I went to one of his high school games. I saw him. My friend's brother was on his high school team. I watched him, and after a half, I told my buddy Cruz, I said, He's going to the pro. I said, He has a legit shot at going to the NFL. And he went to the University of Texas, didn't even do that well at the University of Texas. Like their offense was bad. It was a bad season, bad four years, but he still made the NFL because you could tell on that football field that he was just above everybody. His yeah. team went on to win the state title. That's how good they were. And just he was still head and shoulders above everybody on that field. So you know you got to have that ability. You have to have yes. the ability. And then after that, it's opportunities. You know, like did he have the right opportunity? Was he able to start? Was he able to show his potential? Going to the University of Texas is a lot of talent. You know, you talk about going to a smaller school and to showcase your talent and stand out. You know, things like that. There's all sorts of things if, that could happen. If you there. have the talent. They'll find you. All right. Hey, Coach, you wanted to wrap up with something. Um, you wanted to talk about uh, the court rough in the passer? Yeah, everybody's complaining. Are you, are you frustrated with this? Yes and no. I, I call it the Aaron Rodgers rule. They did this because Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone because someone fell on top of him. 
But my whole thing is when you're going to sack them and you hit them, like mid-tackle, you're supposed to just roll off and like, oh, like, oh. You I can't control momentum. Like that is so hard. It is making it so hard for the defense. Yep. Like I understand you want to protect the quarterback, but they're football players. When when you tackle a wide receiver, you're allowed to fall on top of them. You That's can't. That's right. Like the uh, Dolphins uh, defensive lineman tore his ACL this past weekend trying to not land on Derek Carr. He got a sack and he tried to spin off before he landed on him. His not foot cool. got caught in the grass and ripped his ACL. Not cool. Trying to be a good guy, follow the rules. Yes, because he doesn't want to get a 15-yard penalty. It is going over the line. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, so but I, what I is it, though? The verbiage or just the rule in general? Because what does it say? You cannot put all of your weight on a quarterback? Right. Like, what does that mean? That's the problem. They're, call, they're throwing a flag, flag after flag after flag after flag. Man, yeah. they're just getting hit. Yeah. And, a and lot, some of I'm the quarterbacks... Most of these hits that I've been watching, they look clean to me. Right. And some of these quarterbacks are saying, man, this is getting ridiculous. Even the quarterbacks are saying that. Yeah. It's just so hard because that means you get there, you get to stop, and oh, here, it's like two-hand touch. Like you touch the quarterback, it's over. Don't follow through and hit him. It happens because you leave your feet, you're diving at the quarterback, you're going to land on him. Sure. Sure. <sighs> Not doing it on purpose and then and then you know right. using Powell your dri- hands to push up off of him. Like that's well, yes, I've seen that like, and that's I driving get it. him into the ground, I sure. get it. You, Picking him up, throwing him to the ground. Yes. Got it. Give him that little extra uh. But you're so right, dude. This is football. They are football players. They're no special they're not they're no one special on the team. They are the quarterback, I get it, but they're also football players, and the whole point of that defensive line is to tackle them yes. and to sack them. You That's know they, their point. You know what the girls say? Sack that quarterback. Sack that quarterback. quarterback. Sack that quarterback. Sack that quarterback. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think that's what cheerleaders do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's. what are they going to do with that cheer? Uh, Get rid of it? No, no, no. Lay, pat, pat, pat that quarterback. quarterback. Pat, 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 pat that quarterback. Lay a pillow on the ground. Then lay the quarterback on the pillow. Okay. You're talking about that viral video. Yeah, I, I am. Do you like that? No. I, I get frustrated that, that stupid videos like that go viral. Yeah. And then I get frustrated. Why didn't we think of that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, we need to tweet the video, Sore Loser Show on Twitter, so you can see the video. It's Because Clay Matthews, who plays for the Packers, has been getting flagged every game for roughing the passer. So someone's in a Clay Matthews jersey, and they have oh my goodness. they run out, and they tackle this girl, and they pick her up, and they put a pillow under her head and put flowers and everything to make sure it's a soft hit. Yes, lay him down softly yeah, on the pat, grass. Pat, 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 that quarterback. Quarterback. Pat, 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 pat that quarterback. So dumb. So dumb. They change, I, Do they change the rule? They're going to change the rule. They have to. They're, or their verbiage or whatever they're going to do. They're going to make it. They're, they're going to change it. They have to. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. Um. Yeah. Football's back tomorrow, so Woo! we will be back tomorrow, and we will have a heavy football show. Uh, anything else you want to say? Oh, Survivor tonight, David versus Goliath. I love Survivor. Eddie. Give it a shot. This is a sports show, dude. We're not talking reality TV. No, people love it. People love Survivor. I don't think it's right that you're talking about reality TV on a sports yes, show. Yes, you can. Survivor is what it's all about. Survivor season what? What are we, 80? 80? I don't know. No, not 80, but David versus Goliath. Okay. So it's like, you know, jocks and big... Against, Excuse like, me? Big jocks and jocks big... Jocks and big... Big dudes what? and ripped up like Hercules. Versus... Little nerdy guys like, hey guys, I'm a computer <laughs> IT. <laughs> you love that crap, don't you? I love Survivor because it's not all about. It's not just a reality show. It's strategy. Yeah. It's deceit. It's backstabbing. It's Why do you like that though? That's, that's I, I, I like that's str- bad human. That's no, no, no. bad living. It's a game. Yeah. 
For uh, a mil- how, how much do they win at the end of the game? A million dollars. So you, it's okay to backstab someone? In and- the game? Yes. Hmm. It's a game. It's well, strategy. Is it even real, though? It is real. Are you sure? Yes, because Survivor Greg, he was on the first season. He works with my sister-in-law. He won the first immunity challenge ever. Really? Yep, Survivor Greg. Look him up. Where does he work now? I works in Austin, Texas. What does he do? Uh, uh, you probably can't say. Well, they work give, for... Give the guy some privacy, right? Are they famous though? Is he still famous or No, he's not still famous. People forget about him. Yeah. Uh but there's some certain players that I bet you are still famous that if they walk down the street like Rupert, he was Don't know who that is. Exactly. But there's a few fan favorites. Russell Hance, he was dominant for like three seasons in a row and he never won, which is the most ridiculous ridiculous thing ever. Because here's the problem at the end is when you have the bitter jury syndrome. Because at the end, the people you voted out they turn around and vote for the winner. Hmm. So some of them get mad because you lied to them and they won't vote for you even though that you played the better game because it's outwit, outlast, yes. outplay. Back, backstab. Right. So you they out, you got outwitted and you, you're bitter about it so you don't vote for them. So you lose if you're a trusting person. Never not, trust n- Not anyone. necessarily. Some trusting people win. Hmm. It's awesome. Like Russell Hans, he would tell people, vote for me or I'm going to vote you out next time. And they wouldn't vote with him. Damn. And he would vote him out, and they were like, yeah, right. Next time, gone. That's like some Pablo Escobar stuff Dude, without the killing. He was. He was like Pablo Escobar. He told them, listen, get in line or pay the price. Whoa. And guess what? They paid, they paid the, the price. price. See ya. Dang. Hey, coach, you know what I'm watching right now? What? Dancing with the Stars. Okay. <laughs> Because Bobby Bones is on it, dude. I understand that. Are you not watching it? No, I watched it. Like, like I, I was talking about this to you yesterday off air. I kind of enjoy it. It's terrible. I've never, ever in my life watched Dancing with the Stars. Okay. But since our our boss, Bobby Bones, is on there competing, I've been watching. And it's, dude, I like it. My kids like it. My wife likes it. Your kids will like Survivor. Would they? Absolutely. But do they curse and stuff? No, do they- no it's, a, it's on... It's on network TV. They can still curse. It's on CBS. They're in cursing. Oh no, they're still cursing on at, at after eight o'clock. Well, it's not on. A, it's on at seven. So okay. boom, take All that. All right. All right. Anything else you want to say? No. Sore loser show on Twitter. Yeah. There you go. Hopefully, we answered all your questions about tackle football. Do you have a poll coming up on Twitter today? Anything that you want to put up? Uh no, I don't. Would think... you, you don't want to do the Would you rather? No, I think I'll. I don't. Be think an so. alcoholic or a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was a bad one. It was pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I'm going to go with none of the above. I'll just put up, what age would you let your kids play tackle football? And then people can respond. There'll be no poll because I don't know the right, you know, I don't want to just limit the options. But I do like how you do the polls where you're like, no, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Or yes, I want to do it. Well, yeah. I like it. I like the way you write your polls. Maybe I'll try to come up with a poll, just a random one, and then we can talk about it tomorrow. All right, dude. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Sore Losers Podcast. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe. Yeah, hit us up on iTunes, download it, subscribe, uh, anywhere you hear podcasts. But I just thought of iTunes for right now, but iHeartRadio, everywhere. All of them. All All right. right. Thanks for listening. Here's your buzzer. I'm going to buzzer you out. Eh.